today here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth here today with Dina Hange. Got that right, Dina? Yes, sir. Thanks for joining us. Listeners, for our listeners, our show next week is with the owner of Legend Webworks, Kedrick Fitzpatrick. Before we get started, let me tell it, tell our listeners about some of the programs that we have coming up over the next uh, three or four weeks. Next Wednesday, October 21st, from 11.30 to 2 p.m., we have a, uh, a Sandler special program called How to Sell More by Presenting Less. Is the same old sales approach getting the same old results. If you want to to get better results, you have to do something different. We're going to talk about some of the different things that my clients are doing. You can call uh, Brittany at 513-753-9400 to arrange a free pass if you said, if, if you tell her that you heard about it on the radio show. Okay, the, the following week, October 29th, we have a overview, a two-hour overview uh, that includes lunch from 12 to 2, uh, here at the training center, we're going to be talking about how to win more business with this, this new Sandler Enterprise Selling System. The Enterprise Selling System is designed for people who sell to large accounts, multiple decision makers, long extended selling times. The cost of acquiring an account over two or three years might be a half a million dollars. It might be two and a half million dollars. If you're in those kinds of tough selling situations, complex sales, this program is a must for you. The overview is free. It is on the 29th from 12 to 2. And we're going to talk about the six new stages of uh, the Sandler Enterprise Selling System. And we're going to talk about the 13 tools. We'll probably only have time to really get into details on one of the 13 tools, but it's a, a gigantic overview. A couple of weeks later, on November 19th, we have an all-day program from 8 to 3. That costs uh, 9.95 a person, and we're going to go into the full depth of the program, and everyone who comes to that program will leave with the 500-page Sandler Enterprise Selling Workbook. Right next to you there, Dina. Great program, that, especially for complex sales, complex clients. Wednesday, November 18th is the next Sandler Boot Camp Day. We're going to do the first half of the program on Wednesday the 18th, 
And on December 16th, we're going to do the second half. This is a Sandler Foundationals course. I mentioned you, uh, you heard it on the radio show to Brittany. And you can ask for a 50% discount. 513-753-9400 is, is her number. She's on extension 106. Let me tell the world about you, Diana. Diana has been a client and agency marketing leader in Cincinnati for more than 25 years. Currently, she leads Topic Design, a communications agency located in Over the Rhine. Topic Design is a public relations and web development firm that works with corporate nonprofits and startups as well as independent organizations to address marketing challenges and profit opportunities in their specific industries. Dina and her team affect change in the w- in the way they invent, create and activate communications to reach the right people with meaning that matters to them. That's critical in today's marketplace. We think so. In a lot of places, it's totally absent, so it's extremely critical. Yeah. In, in her free time, uh, Deanna is an avid volunteer for the University of Cincinnati, Notre Dame Urban Education Center, Tender Mercies, and the American Heart Association. So you, you've got a, a, a lot on your plate. I do. <laughs> Running a company. Uh, how many employees does uh, Topic Design have? We have 11 today. It's 11? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Roughly how long have you been with the company? Six years. Six years. Six glorious years. And you were one of the founders. I was not one of the founders. Um, The the business has been um, in running for 12 years, and I joined six years ago. So I've been fortunate to lead our very talented group for a while now. So, Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit more about your company and exactly what you do for those people who didn't understand? What you said? Yeah. You did a great job, though. Yes. I try. So, certainly. No, I, t- I don't try. I execute. Yes, you're doing a great job. Yoda said we don't try. Yes. Certainly, Topic is a multifaceted marketing agency, and we really provide strategy and content um, design and web marketing and development for a variety of organizations, as you listed. So it can really be for, um, and we have the luxury to work for a variety of clients from Fortune 500 global organizations to local nonprofits to, you know, large um, chemical companies. Um, we, we really have a vast client base. So mm-hmm. that certainly keeps us healthy from a creative perspective and financially. So um, it, it, it's really the, the strategy for, again, any, I, I say organization because certainly it could be a nonprofit or um or um, a company um, who help them strategize and attain more of what they want. So do they want more donors? Do they want to sell more of X widget? Um, You know, we help them. uh, Really, our perfect scenario is if we're able to sit down and help them with that strategy and Mm -hmm. help them with um, really analyzing, you know, where do you need to be? Who who are you and where do you need to be to attain, you know, surpass your goals? Sure. A lot, a lot of our listeners are in the business-to-business world. Correct. Um, how do you do that in the business-to-business world? Uh, reach the appropriate target market. Is it web? Uh, well, that's a complex question, Mike. <laughs> I've been accused of that before. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it depends on, on who you are. It depends on who, uh, who the organization is. And it's uh, typically a complex answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're working with a nonprofit, usually they have limited budgets. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. Oh, so you work with some of the bigger nonprofits too. We try to, yeah. No, we don't try. We either do or do not. <laughs> <laughs> we strive to, yes. Yes, okay. We, we don't judge any organization. We love to work with any type of organization, certainly. Okay. Um, but to answer your question, um, as far as audience analysis, that, you know, usually, to your point, in the B2B world and or manufacturing could be a multi-pronged approach. It can be the end user. It can be your um, your distributors, for example, um, and or in a nonprofit, it could be your client base, and it can be your donors, or it could be alumni. Um, and really, the answer to your question, they can be different for all of those audiences. Well, I guess most charities know who their donors are or were, and uh, I guess most colleges know who their alumni was. I was surprised my uh, my college finally found me about a week ago. Have you been in hiding? No. Okay. I just wasn't in contact with them on a right. Right. daily So it's, it's, it's usually more difficult than it seems at, I'm first, sure they, at first glance. I'm sure they found me by someone searching uh, LinkedIn. You do have a hashtag, your own hashtag, so. My own hashtag? Yeah. Hashtag the, Mike Roth. Uh, yeah, okay. They, they, but there are a lot of Mike Roths in America. Uh, there are probably only, <coughs> excuse me, a few that went to uh, Baruch College and City University in New York. I don't know. Uh, But that was on my LinkedIn profile, and I'm I'm sure they found me that way. It's possible. Hard way to Maybe you could have them as a guest. Uh, They'd have to come to Cincinnati. Okay. uh, I'm not going to do very many more of the call-in shows. They're they're, they're more difficult to get right than a a live interview. Uh, Although there have been some that are extremely interesting. some have been, uh, our last show we had, and I apologize to our listeners for those who listened to uh, to Ed Kleinman, he had a lot of echo in the first 15 mm. minutes. Mm. That's unfortunate. And then the second 15 minutes, we got rid of the echo, but we uh, gave up on the audio quality. He sounded like he would, he definitely was on a landline telephone. Mm. Uh, so you've been with the company for six years, mm-hmm. how do you guys go to market to find new business organizations or charities that you that you can work with? Um, well, like most organizations that we we attack that with a multi pronged approach, um, and it's somewhat fluid as well. You know, because you need to listen to the market and you need to listen to your clients and what's what's happening in their markets. Um, look at trends. I would say. Um, in the essence of brevity, that the, you know, the number one, I mean, we're a professional services organization. So we're delivering ideas and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the resources of the my talented team. Um, so it's not widgets. And, you know, most of the time, um, I'm potentially making this up, but let's say 82% of the time, um, our business comes from referrals. And who we know, and our network, and that's a great, great yeah. word to, to grow business. I always right. a- advocate for referrals and introductions. Uh, by the way, the uh, listeners, our our guest Deanna has agreed to take questions. You can call in if you're listening live at 
The number is 646-595-4916. And we'll be able to screen the callers during the commercial breaks. Uh, most of your business comes in through referrals and introductions, mm -hmm. which is a great way for uh, an agency to bring in business. Uh, why do people buy from your agency as opposed to somebody else? I think that um, my point about referrals and or building business within current um, client connections is that we, you know, we understand that we sit at the luxury of our clients and that every type of organization today in today's marketplace, if it's large or small, um, they're focused on results. So, Well, we're going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be right back again if you have a question that you want to ask Diana, you can call in on 646-595-4916. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. When you hear about a typical sales training program, does it usually involve a one- or two-day seminar where some alleged guru passes down what he claims are the secrets to making sales? At Roth & Associates, I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. We recognize that truisms and motivating speeches aren't enough to arm sales teams with the tools they need for success. Sales is a hard business. Typical sales training can only provide typical and disappointing results. At Roth & Associates, we use the Sandler methodology of continual reinforcement and ongoing training seminars along with individual coaching to ensure victory in the world of sales. We've been doing it here in Cincinnati for over 15 years. You won't fail because I won't let you. Roth & Associates, 513-646-6523. 513-646-6523. On the web at rothconsulting.net. Finding power in reinforcement. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are you hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is, their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 
888-888-6523 or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth and Deanna Hange from Topic Design. Uh, Deanna, let me ask you uh, another question. Uh, you have about a dozen people in the organization. Do you have any people who are dedicated to selling uh, advertising and marketing services? Um, I lead that effort for mm-hmm. Topic. Um, I, we're also very fortunate to have a team that um, we're always all looking for ways to grow the business. Um, and like I said, initially, you know, utilizing our contacts or um, or their contacts to kind of find organizations that want to work with us and just and to do good work. Um, we also, for years, have been, um, we have the fortune to work with organizations who, you know, do some lead generation for us um, and and want to work with us. So they may have the opportunity with a client and then and they bring those opportunities for us to partner. So it may be a larger, you know, it could be an organization who does fulfillment. fulfillment. I mean, a lot of our world is about relationship. Okay. And so, you know, through discussions like you have with, with your customers you may learn something that you can't do personally so i mean it's kind of a we have a wide band of you know referral network so to speak so mm-hmm. so when you're talking to a a new prospect even a referral what do you tell them your unique marketing advantages and why they should do business with topic design well i probably before going on a dissertation of a commercial about our company want to hear from them about what their challenges are. Um, you know, I guess number one, to see if it's a good fit. And then, you know, we have such a, a wide breadth of skill sets at Topic and or, you know, a strategy and or executions that we could provide for people, you know, would want to hear from them first to see, you know, what's important to them, what are their challenges, what are their business problems. I mean, that's really where we... Um, lead and you know I believe our is the differentiation from our competitors um, is you know asking those questions really listening because you know the more targeted any of your marketing communications or business strategies really are you're you're going to get better results and I mean I would rather do work that's going to lead to positive results than not that leads to happy clients have you know returning business and you know when you're in in our business you're dealing with uh, all of us are creative and pretty goal-oriented we're obviously choosing to work in a in an organization where there's 11 people so it's a different type of atmosphere and we just want to do good work that works mm-hmm. so um, what's the strangest uh program that you've ever put together for a client oh my gosh that seems like it <laughs> seems no, like they're all strange <laughs> that seems like a big question um I mean, I don't know if I could talk about that on air, really, okay. without incriminating the innocent. Uh, can you tell us about the program that you're proudest of? Well, you know, like my bio said, I, I do, um, I, I do like to spend some time, you know, giving to organizations that that help others that can't help themselves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nonprofits. And, you know, I'm fortunate that our, our team, you know, has the same philosophy individually. And we do a lot of um, events or add our talents to organizations like that. Um, 
a couple of years ago, we, you know, we always try to do something interesting for the holidays just mm-hmm. because we're creative people. And that's, that's a project that we can do that's just about spreading cheer and, and, and you know, maybe a little rowdy and having fun. So sure. a few years ago, we um, went to Goodwill and bought some ridiculous um, holiday sweaters. And we created a website. Um, it was called Sweater Getter. And had bidding, like you could bid on them, um, and all of the proceeds uh, went to Tender Mercies. And, uh, I mean, obviously it was kind of silly and fun, and we all got to model in these uh, really, like, 70s holiday sweaters. But we ended up raising over $1,000 for Tender Mercies, so that was worth our time. Okay. That sounds like it was a fun project. It was. Yeah, I'm part of the uh, Downtown Rotary Club, and... Uh, our kick off the holidays project has always been a uh, Christmas party for uh, uh, disabled children at the uh, Cincinnati Public Condon mm-hmm. School. That's uh, perfect. I don't know if it's perfect. It's just really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does your comp- company have a long term strategic plan? We do. Um, How do you put that together? Well, um, it's, I would say the last couple of years, it's been a little bit more fluid and non-traditional than, um, than my past, um, obviously I've been, uh, professional marketing, uh, world for a few years now. Um, but I mean, it, it's, uh, it's for us and I think companies like ours, it's a multi-pronged approach. So, you know, first we try to, um, mirror some efforts with some of our key larger clients. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are what is the type of work and or um, revenue we expect from some of those key clients? And then what are trends that we see and or work that we want to do? Mm-hmm. And how do we start to gear up from that for that, um, either with internal resources and or um, strategy or you know, like a lot, like the uh, the shoemaker story. To your point, is mm-hmm. trying to try to spend time on telling your own story or doing your own work to to grow the business in, in the direction that you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I find that in, in in this marketplace, it's not just like it used to be. To be honest, it's not like we just do that one time a year to plan for the next year. It's 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 a move. It's always moving and fluid. Mm-hmm. I find that some businesses uh, need to readjust that sometimes 12 times a year on a exactly. monthly basis. Right. Was there a reason that your company located to uh, over the Rhine? Well, we located there um, 10, 10 years ago. So oh, it before it was cool. Hip, yeah. Before it was cool to be there. We're not getting a lot of extra credit for that, just as a side note. But but yes, um, I, I think we, we found a, a location that was um, interesting, had a lot of history, used to be a Paramount film studio um, building, and it's on 12th and Central. They made um, movies there? No, they have film vaults. Okay. Yeah. So it, ha- it has a lot of character, and it's in a good location. You can't, There's parking, you know, just from an office perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has a lot of personality. So we're fortunate today that... You know, with our new $48 million neighbor, Washington Park, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a lot of um, development and, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things written about that that I don't have to tell the viewers about, but a lot of gentrification, a lot of growth. And we've, we're proud um, members and volunteers for the Over the Rhine Chamber of Commerce, so we've really been active in the, the development of, 
of our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. How many members are there in the Over the Rhine Chamber? Do you know? I don't know that. Okay. They're looking for new members, new members all the time, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I've always had a, a policy that we put the training center in a place where there's free parking. I mean, it's nice when people come to visit you. They can park on the street. They can park in the lot. I mean, it's just as long bit. as it's free. Right. Free. Free's good. Free's good. Downtown, seven, ten, twenty dollars a day. Mm, not so good. No. Uh, I think it hurts business. Um, but well, we started working with the Over the Rhine Chamber of Commerce about five years ago mm-hmm. to help them with PR and communication to try to to get people down for the holidays to shop and see shop dine and believe it or not just a short five years ago i mean it was a much different task um people just were not coming down there to do anything and it was just trying to um it was it was more challenging than it is today uh Mm -hmm. so fortunately i mean i think um if the urban core is healthy that's good for all of us as you start to trickle out into the sub into the suburbs so we're really excited about the the health of the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, just out of curiosity, you're downtown and over the Rhine. What's mm-hmm. your favorite restaurant down there? Well, I don't want to. Um, there are a lot of good restaurants. There's so many to choose from. Um, I like, um, I mean, I guess it kind of just depends on if I'm trying to get something quick for under $8 or I want to take you to uh, uh, or my parents to a, you know a nicer lunch. I mean, there's a lot of vari- a variety, uh, which I think is good because you have all different t- all different types of people. So your personal favorite? My per- you're not going to let me get out of that. <laughs> Some restaurateur is going to love you. I like you- the my current favorite is the um, Revolution Rotisserie. It's by the School of Creative and Performing Arts and. Um, it's just it's not a big commitment financially or time wise, and they have a lot of different um, types of things. You can get a salad, or they you know they have chicken and pitas. But the names of their sandwiches and menu items are like Ben Franklin and Rosa Parks and George Washington. I just don't think you can lose with all that good mojo. So yeah, that's good innovation. And they have great tater tots, which is always a plus. Okay. What was the I, they I have pretty fancy happy hour too, which is a plus at a different time of day. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 being a creative in a creative industry, and they're probably. I think there must be twenty different agencies. There's a lot of competition, that's for sure. In, in that, uh, over a lot of talent. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Good. Uh, we're gonna again. If you have any questions, you can call in on six four six five nine five four nine one six. And uh, we're going to uh, listen to a San LaRue. I'm Brad Massey with Sandler Training. I'm talking to you about rule number 47, selling as a Broadway play performed by a psychiatrist. What does that mean? Selling as a Broadway play, it's about a performance. It's about sometimes having to do things differently than we're comfortable doing. It's about making changes. Sometimes I need to speak with enthusiasm and excitement. Sometimes I need to speak more subtly and articulately and I need to explain things deeper. 
Um, performance by a psychiatrist. What does psychiatry have to do with this rule? It means we have to have an understanding of human dynamics. Being a psychiatrist is about understanding human dynamics. It means we need to be able to manage the way we speak with people. Um, be an objective participant to the event when we talk to people. Keep our emotions under control. Be able to ask the appropriate questions in a manner that is not contingent on the outcome. In other words, sometimes if I really want to close business, I get emotionally involved. And what the other person is telling me has too much impact on me. I just need to understand that there's a process in how we go about interacting with people. And if I can say the right things, if I can ask the right questions, then I don't get emotionally involved with this opportunity. And the right thing always happens, yes or no. This is Mike Roth and Deanna. What do you think your prospective clients are looking for now? Is there any consistency to what they're telling you? I think there's a lot of shift in the last, really, this calendar year, and it's, it's, it's continuing to ramp up with kind of the new umbrella of content. Um, so what used to be, we used to talk about public relations, and then social media came on uh, the program, you know, this is four or five years ago. Um, now it's, you know, with everybody being able to, to do whatever they want, really, from a web perspective, mm -hmm. um, it's very crowded. It's a very crowd, they're very crowded mediums. So um, a lot of organizations are kind of taking a step back and, and, and want to want, want help and strategy with um, who are we? How do we talk about ourselves? Um, what are our competitors? What, what's the landscape look like that we want to reach? You know, back to one of our original questions at the beginning of the show, as far as strategy is concerned. And then how do we talk to those different audiences? Mm -hmm. So it isn't, and then those tactics come out of that. So it's, re it's really content strategy. Um, so on your website, maybe one thing and some social channels that may be a little bit different. Um, and certainly traditional public relations is still alive and well and, and, and very healthy. Some people um, don't have that same opinion, but, but uh, we're still having, um, you know, a lot of conversations and strategy with, with businesses about that. Um, there's a lot of power in that. But, but really, the, you know, kind of the new umbrella about content, really creating content. Mm -hmm. uh, it used to be the public relations, I thought, was always one of the strongest uh, methodologies mm -hmm. to get the word out about a company. And uh, with the, I wouldn't say demise, but the reduction in scope of print media, uh, how has that changed what public relations means? Hmm? Well, I, I think like um, I started talking about, I mean, it's just more of a, I always say with our team that, you know, public relations is where art meets science. So it is the art of crafting the message for, you know, your target. Mm -hmm. So um, traditional public relations is working with your client or, you know, if you're, if you're internal resources, um, working to craft that message and then pitch it to you know, publications or the media so they can tell your story. That's the power. Somebody else is telling your story. I'm not saying my, 
my product is the best thing ever. Somebody else is saying that on our behalf, and and that's that's the power. It's like so a when I got so when I got myself into Ink Magazine over there on, on the counter, right? It's uh, power. That that was power, right? I believe them more than I believe you about yourself, right, right? Right. And what do you think about the Huffington Post? Is that a good media to get published in? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think from um, consumers or just people in the world, you know, there's so much media. Um, not everybody may have the critical eye at a, a publication's um, motives, like perhaps you're insinuating. <laughs> but, you know, PR or somebody else talking about you is, is you know, mostly powerful. Well, I'm just going to pick on me as an example. Right. Uh, over the last few years, I've reduced the number of print publications I read yeah. to exactly one once a week. And, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I would tell you, I read the Wall Street Journal every day. Yeah, delivered to your doorstep. Delivered to my doorstep yeah. and maybe the New York Times at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer do that. Mm-hmm. No, the, there's no time. So time has become a premium uh, and looking for concise uh, places where your target market is reading, assuming the same thing is happening to them, uh, becomes critical. And that's my point about where art meets science. You know, crafting the message is the art, the science is is the chemistry or, you know, maybe that's not the right scientific term, but uh, my science is limited. But the how you craft that message specific who you're talking to. So if it is an editor at the Huffington Post in this scenario, how does that person want to hear it? How do they want to receive the information? Who are they talking? Who? What kind of story is interesting to them? Because, you know, it's all about rolling downhill or uphill. So if we pitch something to the Huffington Post, again, in this, in this story that we're crafting here, you know, we want to help that editor. We want to help the editor tell the story so they um, do better work. Mm-hmm. For their for their publication, uh, so I mean it's it's still alive and well. I think it has different, more demands, more executions. Um, um, it's certainly um, the analytics and you know how we can track the results of that is a lot more robust than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the expectation, certainly from everyone, to your point, is that you know is that that's very targeted. And it's having results that mean something to me because I'm choosing to invest in topic to help me strategize my, my public relations and or my content versus sometimes it takes the place of a $10,000 ad mm-hmm. to your sure. point that we, we all used to, that used to be the way we used to throw money. Yeah. An ad or a paper brochure that didn't go any place. Um, a, a reporter who asks uh, to ask four or five questions, but then asks 10 that's that would be a good sign. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just creating that conversation. Right. You know, you know, PR has um, has become more of a conversation uh, than it used to be. Than just please Huffington Post or please Inc. Magazine. You're I still right. remember that. that right. Exactly that. We, we we talked to the reporter at, at Inc. Magazine, and uh, the reporter says, "Do you mind if I have my fact checker call you?" So I said, "Sure." And uh, I'm sure they don't have that anymore. There's no more facts. No, no more. <laughs> no more fact checking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was a two-page article in Inc. And 
the fact checker catches me in the Philadelphia airport in between flights, and I had a four-hour layover. Spoken to this lady for two hours. That's a long time. It was. <laughs> Did she check your facts? I guess so. Apparently, you. you I got in the magazine. Right. I must. It must have worked. I think we can help you with that. We can help you get another editorial or article in some publications. Publications pay. Um, what do you think of email as a marketing medium today? Well, it has certainly been a um, a go-to for the last few years, mm-hmm. uh, just because your point is certainly more efficient and less expensive than printing. It's print free you know, it, on the front side. But, it, right. but there is a point of no return because all of us now have so much email. And, exactly right. And um, we love to delete, 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 delete. And um, I love to delete, actually, personally. But um, so... I use know, the you, rules. Yeah, you can't put... You know, it has to be more... I mean, not to use... I hate to use this word, but it has to be more targeted. It has to be more strategic. And, you know, I mean, there has to be a strategy behind it because if, if not, you're it's you're just you're just throwing resources to something. It's just it's, it can be overused. Mm-hmm. Sandler uh, released a new book with LinkedIn. One of the really rare things in Sandler, a whole book from Sandler and LinkedIn that's free. That's exciting. Yes. Uh, a lot of people are using LinkedIn as a, uh, a marketing resource, tool, platform, whatever you want to call it. What do you think of LinkedIn? I, I like LinkedIn, and I like a lot of social media platforms. It is uh, There's a lot of power there because there's a lot of searchable content. Mm-hmm. And um, we do a lot of you know targeted ad campaigns for certain clients in LinkedIn also. But just like email, to your point, I mean, you, you have to be careful um, – uh, the you know the audience that you're targeting are they on LinkedIn? Because sometimes we have a lot of conversations with organizations and we realize that your audience isn't actually on LinkedIn. You know, believe it or not, not everybody is the same. Um, and, and you know, there are some watchouts. I think some of the some of the um, original strategies with LinkedIn are becoming overused, and so it's just kind of white noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think groups overused groups. No, right. And so a lot of times we're seeing, obviously, with social media, that it's what's a shiny new penny. Yeah, I have one group on LinkedIn uh, that I'm a moderator of. It's called uh, Cincinnati Sales Professionals. I am not in that group. More than welcome to join. Okay, great. Uh, It's a very small number of people. It's probably less than 200 today. But it's targeted on Cincinnati, uh, where I want want to work. so I think, like anything, it could be a great idea, but you certainly have to monitor it and see, is it working? Mm-hmm. What What are the results? Who's Who's engaged? Is and we started with talking about email, okay. uh, which I think is overused uh, and clearly not as effective as it was even three years ago. No. Good. Uh, we're going to get uh, our, our last chance to call in. The number is 646-595-4916. And uh, we'll be back in about uh, two minutes. We'll listen to a Sandler commercial. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Finding power and reinforcement is what it's all about. Today, I want to tell you about the ways that our clients have found to fix their companies and lives. Earn more money. I'm not for everyone. I'm expensive, tough, abrasive, 
and not politically correct. But if you want to have great financial results, we need to talk. Albert Einstein said insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. If you're serious, dedicated to getting better, and want to earn more money by selling more to balance your budget, we need to talk. Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-753-9400, extension 102. Tell me your toughest business problems. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-753-9400, extension 102. On the web at rothconsulting.net. Why do some business owners make lots of money while others endure years of mediocrity? Is it really the economy, the market, the weather, the competition? No. These are all called excuses which are always plentiful. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. As a business owner or part of a team, are you accepting excuses from your sales team because you make them yourself? Business winners succeed in spite of this trash. Business winners invest in themselves and their people. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing your sales, call me at 513-646-6523. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. To find out how Sandler training can make you better, faster, and stronger, call 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth and uh, Dina Hagee from uh, Topic Design. We have a, a caller on the line, uh, Melissa. Melissa, you have a question for uh, Dina? I do. Uh, Dina, I was wondering if you had any advice for young women in the industry who aspire to be leaders in their organizations or in their companies. Um, how did you get to be in the position that you're at? Sounds like a good question. That's a good question. Um Certainly could talk about this for a for more than a few minutes. So I appreciate the question. We've only got about fifteen minutes left in the oh, show. Fifteen minutes. I think some people might not want to talk about this for fifteen minutes, but it's a great question. Um, I think probably how I I'll, I'll start by not answering the question, but I think how I handled this, you know, a while ago, <laughs> a few years ago, is I acted like it wasn't an issue. I I and I think that there's certainly um, it probably to the degree that it, this may, you know, there may be divides between women and men in the workplace, you know, is, is one way to look at it or, or just different groups, um, teams. Um, but I just acted like it wasn't an issue. And, um, and I think to some degree that worked for me for some period of time. Um, but I think um, with that, really what I, you know, in retrospect, what I saw, um is that I was just myself. I think being yourself and playing to your own strengths, um, um, uh, you're always going to win with that mm-hmm. because you can't, you know, you can you can fake it till you make it, but you know that's not a long, good long term strategy. So you know you should play to your own strengths. Um, and certainly, you know, you know my point about I just acted like there wasn't an issue in my organization is not to be afraid or intimidated by. Um, by really any opportunities. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, my experience is really that probably 65% of the, um, the challenge is just, you know, trying something, trying and just doing it. I mean, that's how we all learn. I mean, I think if you talk to leaders all over the place, they they don't know all the answers. So, um, 
you know, another thing that I would recommend, Melissa, is, um, you know, there's there's a lot of buzz about this topic right right now. I think, you know, this topic kind of goes in ebbs and flows just kind of in the general media, the mm-hmm. mass media. Um, but I would say, you know, some, some direction is, um, you know, have leaders and have mentors that are, that are women or that are like you. But I would also counter that with, you know, find a variety of types of people that you can learn from. Not, not only, um, what you perceive as strong women, um, in your workplace or in your network. Um, some of the, the best, um, things that I did in retrospect was, you know, in my volunteer work, I was able to be amongst people that were so different than me, you know, men and women and learn from them in mm-hmm. different types of industries. So in our industry from a, you know, professional services, um, marketing communications firm, we are serving different types of businesses. So we have to jump in and learn about your industry, your industry, your industry, your industry. And so, you know, all, all of those, and you know, uh, there's a lot of good leadership to learn from. So, um, you know, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to utilize your network and get, jump into opportunities um, to expand your network. Um, Because I think some of those things in retrospect, you'll see, well, that led to me really learning from somebody who has totally different um, experiences than I do. Um, I would also say, um, you know, don't shy away from um, tooting your own horn is that as corny as that sounds, but um, you could do something well, you might as well tell people about it. It's unfortunately the reality of, you know, most organizations and, or, you know, if you're dealing with clients to, to your point um, is, you know, learn how to, in a humble way, of course, um, tell your story, you know, tell you what, what you're good, you know, what, what you did great and uh, what you're good at. And I think, you know, all of those things together will, um, you know, lead to opportunities. And that's what you, you want to, if you're looking for growth from a leadership perspective, all of those things together will lead to opportunities. Good. That answer your question, Melissa. Yes, it does. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Deanna. Perhaps you could uh, give our listeners a leadership tip from your years of leadership. That's a that's a large category. I see a bunch of books on your shelf that perhaps I should read to to help me with this. You can always become Topic. a Sandler client. We, we we have a phenomenal program okay, on leadership. Okay, the fact that uh, of all the programs that uh, that we teach, and there are quite a few. Uh, that is the one that I have the most fun at. Um, I mean, it's a broad topic, that's for sure. It certainly is. Um, you know, actually, I have um, recently been reminded of this, and so that's, um, I think, certainly there are a lot of tips and a lot of great things as, as a leader of any organization or initiative that help, um, I think, uh, remembering to continue to listen mm-hmm. um, is critical. So um, if it's, Obviously, you know, the, the illustration that I said before about a new client or a new prospect, um, if it's listening to what their really what their business challenges are before you start to talk about yourself, certainly that's going to make it a more effective relationship and or conversation. Um, but listening, you know, listening to your clients, listening to the industry, listening to your employees. I mean, you learn a lot um, and, you know, things change all the time. I don't think any of us know everything that we're that we need to know at this juncture. So 
you know, I mean, that kind of goes hand in hand with surround yourself with great people, surround yourself with smart people. And certainly listening to continue to listening to them um, is, is, is more than you. I mean, that's the team. That's more than you can, anyone can do by themselves. We, we like to tell our Sandler clients, uh, you want to listen 70% of the time and only be talking 30% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was a good sales call. And we actually teach our clients uh, a psychological technique called active listening, mm-hmm. uh, which gives salespeople, a, business developers, a, an edge in, in the game of winning more business at a, at a higher rate. Uh, I always like to ask this question. Uh, we have a theory of operation here at Roth & Associates that simple solutions to complex problems are almost invariably wrong. Uh, perhaps, uh, Dina, you can give us an example of a complex problem that you ran into with the equally complex solution that might be transferred to another business or industry. Mm. That's a complex question, Mike. I've been accused of that, yes. <clears throat> well, I think we could have our own, own, just an entire show just on this topic, but I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's, you know, there's a lot of different examples of, of this, um, obviously, in our in our industry, um, just um, helping a lot of different types of businesses with their mm-hmm. business challenges. So we're um, we're challenged with what should we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then guess what? Things change. Things change, and and um, and then and so that's when you know really what you're talking about. Um, being tuned into that is really what can be transferable. Um, I would say an easy um, answer to talk about that is, you know, we have clients like we talked about initially with the different um, multiple different prongs of audiences. Mm-hmm. And so um, um, even this calendar year, we have created a lot of great content, uh, you know, multi-channel content for um, a fortune 500 company. And that has gotten a lot of great results. Um, so we measure that we, we tweak that it has great analytics. Um, and then, um, after some, and so we, we all think it's it's the best, the business and, um, you know, our team, we think it's the best plan going. But then we um, we realize that the salespeople really aren't using these tools. And Whoa, that's, so that's terrible. Seems like a problem. Um, there was a Gardner Group study a few years ago that showed 73% of all leads generated by marketing were not properly followed up on. Yes. I, I have experienced that myself. You know, we talked about, I'm going to, you may, may go on a tangent here, but we talked about, you know, what's our biggest lead generator and obviously referrals or building mm-hmm. current business, but certainly there are opportunities where a cold call um, creates an opportunity, you know, the right time and the right questions and, and follow up on those leads. But well, that's how you got here today. It is. What's a cold call? Yeah. So, you know, your point, you need, we need, we need to engage, we need to engage all the channels and ask the right questions and then, and, and then, and then follow up. And I think continuing, I mean, I think the lesson is even when you think you have the best and the best results, keep asking the questions because, you know, continuous improvement, you know, we're all trying to grow our business. Our clients are trying to grow their business and we're, and, um, and so to do that, you have to stay active. Mm-hmm. In your company, do you have specialists or generalists? Like we talked about public relations earlier. Uh, is there like one or two people are there one or two people who only do public relations or does everybody do some of everything? We have specialists. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate to have um, a, a very strong collective group of creative people who are specialists, um, but um, they may be specialists in two different two different areas or, um, you know, right. have a wide breadth in, in that specific specialty. So, I mean, that um, that is a fortunate place to be for our company and not, in, you know, in my tenure, you can't always, you know, I haven't always been able to say that. Um, but certainly the strength of that is really we're able to be flexible with the types of client demands. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, you know, guess what? Our clients change, business demands change, the market changes. Um and not when we certainly ask for it or necessarily expect it. And having the right talent um, allows us to be pretty fluid and flexible with just cr- creating great work for. Mm-hmm. Are, are you looking at adding new people to your company this year? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always looking for great talent. Um, you know, there's a lot of great talent in our market, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly, um, again, in our type of organization, the, you know, it's it's kind of a chemistry thing. So we're creating ideas, we're creating strategies, and a lot of that is very collaborative and uh, creative. And we try it. We all enjoy our work because certainly, you know, we have a better output when we're doing that. And so, you know, like I said, we're looking for talent who can really do more than one thing mm-hmm. and help the team in more than one way. Certainly, attitude and being able to jump in. Um, um, and having kind of an entrepreneurial spirit is is a rare find. Have you added anyone to the organization in 2015? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and do you have any kind of ballpark numbers for the number of people you might add in 2016? Ballpark. Well, we have 11 people today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, percentage-wise, um, I would say two to three. Okay. Here's one. I'll give you the, the phone number uh, and, and connection before you leave. Okay, great. Uh, never knew we were going to mention that. It just came into my head. Uh, what motivates you to make tough decisions as a leader? Is it uh, people? Um, I people? mean, I, yeah. I mean, I think over time, you, I, I, you know, I, um, I'm not afraid to make decisions. I can make decisions pretty quickly, um, and obviously, some are more challenging than others. Um, uh, I, I think uh, very difficult decisions. Um, you need to focus on, you know, kind of the greater good. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's for the greater good of the organization? Um, because it's not about me. It's not about Deanna. Mm-hmm. It's you know because if I don't have my um, brilliant teammates, we 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 don't have we don't have service. We don't have product. Um, so you know what's what's the what what how do the decisions affect um, the team? and the team that we want to have in the future mm-hmm. and obviously the, the work that we want to do in the future. So I think that's, you know, obviously if you make your pros and cons list or you make gut decisions, I, I think that that's um, something to settle on. Mm-hmm. There are usually three components of growth that we talk about. Uh, people, process, and strategy. Uh, can you talk for a moment about each one, people, process, and strategy? I can. Good. <laughs> I think uh, I think it all c- comes back to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, within within your internal team, whatever your organization is, because you're obviously you know most of us aren't working sole proprietors. Um, so whatever chemistry um, and or process you're trying to have be effective internally as well as externally. You know, if you're trying, in fact, we talked about you're trying to get referrals from your connections and or build. Um, 
great relationship with your clients to, you know, obviously create successful work. Um, I, I think that that happens over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it happens over time and by example and, and, and certainly with with your internal team, trust, and there's a lot of you, I'm sure you've talked about that when you create teams, you mm-hmm. know, it's not, we don't call it the trust fall for, for nothing. But I mean, obviously clients. You guys actually do the trust fall? We talk about doing the trust fall. <laughs> <laughs> I think we don't do that physically, but, but we do it all day long. I mean, there's a lot of trust. Uh, and you're kind of in the shag, got to have it. If I'm out talking to an organization, you know, I, I, you know, I'm very fortunate that I know my team can deliver. I know we can, we can do and build and create and build, do anything. And that's, that's a great, that's a great position um, to be in. And, you know, in the reverse, m- most importantly, um, you know, the organizations that choose to hire us, that's a choice. Uh, and they, you know, we have to build a relationship over time and prove with our deliverables that we're going to deliver results for their organization. So there's certainly trust that happens initially um, and over time to create a, the most productive relationship that you can. So, you know, it kind of goes back to basics. Unfortunately, most of the old adages are, are proving themselves to be true, um, but, but they work. Good. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Thank you. I'm going to give you a copy of... Uh, Two books. Uh, first one is Why Salespeople Fail. That's the, uh, the story of Foundational Sandler and where we came from and what we do. Uh, and the second book is uh, Selling Professional Services. And you're kind of in the professional services business. I am. I am. Thank and you. And there's a, a million dollars in there for you, as well as a free pass to uh, any one of the uh, training classes uh, on the calendar. That's exciting. Yeah. And, and for our listeners, uh, there's a bonus contest this week. Oh, my gosh. Yes. If you can call in and tell us what the Sandler Behavior Attitude and Technique Triangle is called, you will win a copy of the Sandler Board Game. Makes an excellent Christmas gift. That would be the first caller after 9 a.m. on Monday. The number will be 513-753-9400 extension 106 talk to Brittany and tell her you have the answer to the quiz from Friday's radio show. Oh my gosh. This is intense. Well, we got to find out how many people are actually listening live. Okay. That's a good way to do it. Uh, Scott, why don't you uh, take it away and close out the show? Thanks again for being with us, Diana. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth and Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.